right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, give our listeners a quick heads up. Uh, it's July 1st. You're probably going to hear a lot of fireworks in the background if the microphone picks them up. I mean, they've just been going off nonstop all night. And can you hear them? Yeah, Jake? I can totally hear that. Yeah, <laughs> it's there's nothing I'm going to be able to do about it. It's who's just, who's doing who's doing that, man? It's not even the fourth yet. Every it's fucking teenagers, anyone, and, and kids love blowing shit up. So as soon as it gets like as soon as fireworks go on sale, you know, people start buying ah. and blowing shit up. Yeah. So, so that's what's going on here. All right, one more thing for our listeners that I want to, I guess, explain or apologize. Um, every goddamn week, Jake and I quick say, what do you want to talk about? Let's not talk about Trump. Let's talk about anything but Trump. But then Trump is in the goddamn news so much doing something stupid that I feel like almost compelled to talk about him. Uh, so I want to talk about him just a little tonight or for this podcast, and then hopefully we'll drift away. But... Um, I, sure. What I'm confused about, Jake, is uh, so we're, we're it's July 1st, which means it was uh, Thursday, two days ago, uh, that he sent the tweet about uh, the host of Morning Joe saying, oh, she had a facelift and her face was bloody, uh, horrible, yuck. And it received universal condemnation from Republicans and Democrats, and they're saying, stop it, this is not presidential. See, that's true. I'm tired of the media not giving our president a chance, man. <laughs> no, it wasn't the to media. Be, this to be fair to Trump, his fellow to, Republicans. To, to be fair to Trump, to be fair to Trump, I don't like it when people show up to fancy dinners with their faces bleeding from surgery either. I find it rude. It, it messes up the ambiance, man. You ever had somebody uh, bleed into your entree? It's gross. It messes up the whole flavor. Well, she wasn't bleeding, and that's the part of it. It's, it's another Trump lie. I mean, they've not pictures that we of her know there. yet. Yeah. we're all gonna feel like assholes a week from now if we get pictures of that lady bleeding like uh, Freddy Krueger at a dinner. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm I'm reserving. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear this one out. Well, here's here, the reason I'm confused is everyone acted shocked and outraged, and I guess my why. Why? How is this different from anything else he's done? And and I don't understand. I guess the part that I'm confused on is why the Republicans that are supporting his shitty policies and are trying to push through a health care bill that literally kills people and gives a tax break, why do they fake this outrage? Oh, he shouldn't have tweeted that. He he called Mexicans rapist. He mocked a disabled reporter. Yeah, it's pretty much he, par for the course, yeah, man. This is I mean, nothing you know. different. I mean, once it was grabber by the pussy, how can they even pretend like, oh, this is not presidential? Of course it's not. It's Trump. Nothing he does is presidential. I don't understand how they can pretend to be angry. They fucking support him. I mean, yeah, who, they pretty much knew that's what they were going to get. I, I don't know. Where they got the idea, where they they were like, well, he, he seems like a like a raving lunatic now, but once he raises his right hand, he's gonna he's gonna sober up and calm the fuck down. No, he's not. He's exactly. got more power now. He, exactly. Now he's won the election. That was his. I'm gonna be a good boy face before before July 20th, man. Or they they swear him in July 20th, right? Or not July? January. J- January 20th. Yeah. yeah. Before then, that was him being like, no, you can give me the job. I'm not gonna be a dick. That was him toning it down so that we would think that he wouldn't do shit like this. And and he still does. And it's just... I, I, I think I'm past the point thinking he's going to get impeached or anything's going to happen. 
I, I think we have to live with this shit for four years and possibly eight. I could see him getting reelected because the people that support him, they still support him. They don't give a fuck that he's an asshole. They still, I see them on Twitter, like retweeting him and saying, yes, you're our savior. Rural white America is stupid, 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 and racist as fuck. And the only way that I mean, he has a chance at winning in 2020 Unless people get out and vote, and I'm, I don't want to start talking about the next election, but it's 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 insane that I, we have to live with this for four goddamn years. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to impeach. Like, there's only two presidents that have been impeached technically, and they were both found not guilty. One was one was Bill Clinton, and the other one I, I couldn't even tell you his name. It was like a hundred years ago or some shit. Yeah. But uh, Nixon was gonna get impeached, to be fair. But, but he resigned before they they technically got it. He probably would have been found guilty. Um, that being said, it, it, it's it's not something that's common. It's not something that's easy to do. And then even once you do impeach him, they, it's hard to find him not guilty. It's the same reasons that uh, judges don't normally uh, go to court very often. I, I mean, you know, you're you're at the head of a system. Naturally, you're gonna you're gonna be able to kind of uh, finagle that system a little bit just because of your position of power. Yeah. Well, hence him already firing Comey and threatening to fire. Uh the, the current like it, that's what he does is th- then there's outrage how dare he fire and then just world keeps turning so yeah it's pretty wild though i mean that that was kind of the 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 sign of things to come with with, with nixon i guess is he started firing everybody around him that uh, I, I mean had had any kind of connection to that that scandal that it turned out he had a connection to too so i mean maybe you know, maybe the same thing is going on with Trump right now. Who who knows? Well, fingers crossed. But hey, I got uh, something I want to tell you, Jake. And uh, I don't know how many uh, of our seven listeners are actual comedians. I don't know if we have uh, buddies or people in the system that listen to us. Um, and something interesting happened a week ago, and I meant to talk about it in the last podcast. We got distracted. I uh, got a phishing scam for comedians. I got a fake gig offered to me. You ever a heard fake of, gig? Yeah, you ever was heard it of, was it being offered by a Nigerian prince? No, <laughs> even better. Uh, so this happens here in America. Mine was actually uh, British, uh, but I talked to another comic that had it happen here in America. Well, if he, it was a British prince, we know who the fuck that is, man. <laughs> Tell him to quit it. <laughs> What's his name? Prince Prince uh, Harry Prince whatever the fuck. I don't follow that shit, but I know I could look it up. I could Google it real quick and be oh, like, dude, why are you why are you doing fishing scams for comics, oh. man? That's fucked up. Hey, I hit, um, no, it wasn't a prince. It was a, it was a university. It wasn't Oxford or anything like that. It was just some. But here here's the thing. My wife noticed right away. I forwarded her the message. I'm like, yeah, this looks sketchy. And she says, I hate to break your heart, but this is fake. And you know, I knew it was fake, but I just wanted to hear a second. But uh, it was for a university. But it was a Gmail address. It was so it was like Professor Bob Smith at Gmail instead of .edu or .dot you know university or any of that. They they like what university president uses? But it was like Dear Mister Timmel, and it was filled with spelling errors for a professor. But here's the scam, and and it doesn't have to be a university. It's any gig. My buddy uh, got it. Where what they do is they say they want to advance you, like if they're going to pay you two thousand dollars. They want to, but then you got to bring twenty-seven people, and they all have to do a two-drink minimum. (laughs) And the drinks are a thousand dollars a piece, right? Still have the goddamn hiccups. 
No, they they <laughs> um they want to send you an advance. So say you're going to get paid two thousand. They say we're going to pay you half now and half when you get here. Well, then they accidentally wire five thousand dollars to your account, and they say, "Holy shit, we didn't mean to wire you five thousand dollars. Send us back." Th- 3000 or immediately you know you can keep two and we'll pay you a thousand when you get here so you'll get three but can you send us three right now so if you're stupid you send them three and then the bank figures out that the money they wired you isn't legit and it defaults it's like bouncing a check except electronically so you're you've paid them and you've got nothing and the gig doesn't exist so how are they how are they putting 5000 in your account like how are they sending fake money that I don't know, but uh, it, my, it's it's like I said, it's like an electronic bounced check where they wire it to the bank and the bank says, okay, you've got this five, but the bank holds it like it shows up where it looks like you have five thousand dollars, but just like a check that doesn't clear, it's not really there until the bank verifies that it's coming from the other location, and once they realize that the other location says no, we don't have sufficient funds, or this account only has a hundred dollars in it, or you know, something like that. So it's it's like an electronic bounced check where it looks like the funds are there, you've cashed it, except once they go to verify, it might be 24 hours. Like, it's a very fast scam, I think, where they hit you up immediately saying, oh my God, we accidentally wired you too much money. Send us some back, except it never existed in the first place. Okay. It's just their way of... So if anybody's out there that gets a gig that looks too good to be true and they want to send you money or they send too much, uh, just... You know, when they say, can you send money back, say, sure, absolutely. I will send you that money back in 10 days after my bank tells me it is verified in my account. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised, frankly, that it's taken uh, scammers and criminals alike to realize that uh, there's no uh, bigger demographic that is going to be um, desperate for stage time and money than <laughs> yep. comics, man. And... and, and they they can exploit that if they if they really if they really uh, try. I mean, like I, I oh, yeah. it's Someone gonna get like, worse, man. Oh my god, man. I got this gig. Sure, I'd love to take a thousand dollars, you know, for for whatever gig or this private party. Oh, especially here where there's so many of us, man. Like you can you can book us. Like, hey, man, you want to do a uh, you want to do a bar show? It's in a weird basement. Uh, you'll get a free drink. Cool. And then we will wander into the creepiest, most shadiest looking spot. It, 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 you could you could get us to wander into basically. That basement from that movie Hostel, even with the screaming, you're like, ah, yeah, at least there's a crowd. You know what I mean? At least there's somebody down here. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you wake up, you wake up uh, thinking you were going to go to a bar show. You, you know, you get clubbed over the head, you get chloroformed, whatever, and then you wake up with one of your kidneys gone. That happens to comics here all the time, man. Um, at least it's gonna. I, 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 it's. I'm waiting for it, man. Oh, I mean, that might be the way to get extra kidneys now. I mean, come to think of it, maybe this should be the get rich not quick but maybe this should be the jake and nathan idea that we've always taught we always have these great ideas and we never implement them maybe we should implement this one maybe we should get into black market kidneys so we should you're saying we should literally leak off, leech off of the blood and organs of newer comics as opposed to just convincing them to take our comedy classes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm down with, I, I, it's more creative and in some ways more honorable than doing the comedy class thing. It is, uh, it is much more honorable. And in the end, someone gets a new kidney. We've actually saved a life. That's true, man. Um, let's, let's face it. The kid that was going to do the bringer, he had no future anyway. You know, the kid that's in the hospital, um, maybe there's still time for him. I think we, sh- we should do that. 
I think so too. One more quick thing, and then I got to ask you something. We got to thin the herd, man. Ask you a story, um, dude. Yeah. Well, speaking of the, I okay, I do want to touch before we go on on the movie Hostel. Um, you, you remember the movie Hostel? Never Since saw it. I, I do not. I've never seen Saw. I've never seen Hostel. I've never seen. I don't like torture porn. I don't like seeing movies where people just get into a situation and get fucking brutally murdered. It, it freaks well, me out. I mean, I, I like torture porn, but there was barely any nudity in this one. Anyway, that's beside <laughs> my point. Um, <laughs> so, we're not like. The, the the premise of the movie is fucking nuts, right? Like, the, the premise of the movie. You probably know the premise. It was I a big enough movie. It, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a hostel, you know, like 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 uh, you know, you're traveling. It's a cheap hotel for for you know people in their early twenties or whatever. And what it is is they actually capture these kids instead of giving them a cheap place to stay. And then they have these rich maniacs come in, and they've paid to just basically torture them to death. And that's but like one thing. Looking back at that movie, I'm like, how do you market for something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know that when when you watch the movie, the operation's already already kind of up and running. So maybe you know you've already tagged into this underground, you know, secret network of 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 like billionaires who just want to like uh, torture people in Brussels or whatever the fuck. But like approaching people because that's not the kind of thing that someone is going to go. Eh, let me think about it. You're either really into torturing someone to death uh, for for like a thousand bucks or w- whatever you're paying, or you're gonna be like, no, it, it hard no. Like I'm calling the authorities. This is fucked up, man. Like how do you find a rich guy who you think is gonna be into that? Like are you just sitting around in restaurants going, hey, I noticed you were a real dick to that waiter for for almost no reason, man. Listen, uh, I think I, I got on an amusement park of sorts for a guy like you. Tell me what you think of this. Like, how do, how do, you, how do you plug something like that? Anyway. I don't know, but I, it, it, I, you make me think of the movie uh, Taken. Uh, the first one was actually kind of fun. Two was horrible, and three was just like squatting over a mirror and looking at my own anus but yeah no shit how many times is liam nielsen's daughter gonna get kidnapped uh and sold into sex slavery before the name of the film is just bad parenting like what the <laughs> fuck man that's a premise it doesn't work to do it over and over again like it, it doesn't it just gets unbelievable and, and, unbelievable and silly and unbearable but the first yeah. one was believable because they did it so well, it freaked you out. It made you think, holy shit, this probably happens, this white slavery. And it does happen. Um, so, like, I guess the... That's another weird one. Like, hey, is, um, But what you're asking is, like, the answer is people with money have power. Like, look at the movie... Look at... Not movie. Look at uh, uh, Qatar. I noticed since you're poor, she even has it. a uh, gold steering wheel cover. That's a certain kind of sick douchebag. Listen, you want to buy a uh, virgin sex slave for, like, a uh, yeah. hundred grand? Well, no? Alright, never mind. Sorry I asked. Reality of what's going on in Qatar, or Qatar, however you want to pronounce it. They've got the World Cup in... Is it 2020 or 2022? I've already forgotten. But they're building... Um, they're literally know. building soccer stadiums out of slave labor and one estimate i think vice did a a documentary on this or at least an article that said more people will die building these uh soccer stadiums than did i don't know what the comparison was either was slavery or during the holocaust or that was six million people but i mean they, they I can't remember what, maybe the Black Plague. There was something where, like, there are so many migrant workers who are essentially slaves in Qatar who are dying every day building these soccer stadiums. That's fucked up, man. And no one's doing a goddamn thing about it. 
I mean, they're people, like they're like West Virginian coal miners yeah. back in the day. I start I started watching a documentary about it. That actually, that was pretty interesting, man. That uh, that's another thing. Why are we like? I mean, I get that. I feel bad for people losing their their jobs because because the coal industries are kind of going up. That being said, um, even if we if we loosen regulations so those jobs don't go away, uh, like you still have to be a fucking coal miner, man. Yeah. You should be wanting your kids to move out of there and and go to school and get a desk job somewhere, even if the coal is up and right. Like, okay. Uh, worst case scenario, you don't die of black lung now because you're not fucking going down there. That's it's crazy, man. Well, that's what I was thinking. Every time it comes up, I'm thinking like, you know, you see one of these, uh, I'm a coal miner, my dad was a coal miner, and my granddad was a coal miner. Well, yeah, your dad died at 60 and your granddad died at 45. You, I mean, are you crazy. saying that's an honorable legacy? What are you, I, I've never understood the jerking off. Did you, do you watch Real Time with Bill Maher or... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I catch it here and there. I think John Oliver and Bill Maher, within the past couple of weeks, made the same uh, statement slash joke slash holy shit. But there are less or maybe right around 50,000 coal jobs in America right now. Total. Just 50,000. Yeah. And yet Trump panders to them like nobody's business. Meanwhile, they pointed yes, out, J.C. Penney is on the verge of just disappearing, going bankrupt and sh- closing all their stores, and they employ over 100,000 people. Yet oh, nobody I think I ever did talks see one about JCPenney yeah. or retail. Well, and this whole thing where we're like, we're going to save this one thing or pass this one bill to keep making a thing, whatever the thing is, just for the sake of the jobs. Well, give them fucking jobs doing something else, man. Like, if it's not... Like give them jobs building windmills. You can say about you can say that about basically any product we don't use anymore. Like, well, it, you know, my my daddy made uh, VHS porn, but now that the internet's come along, um, you know, his 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 proud way of life is going away. Uh, not as many people buying porn on VHS. We need the government to come in and put a bunch of money into producing VHS porns that no one's going to watch because they're going to have to smash a window at a museum to get a VHS player, um, you know, in order to save the jobs of the the, the, the proud, hardworking men and, and women at the uh, Hustler VHS porn uh, production company. I am struggling so hard because I'm drawing a blank. I haven't seen it. What was that? Oh, shit. Also, my my cousin, he his job used to be like trimming the bushes of the porn stars when they still had bushes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now that it's all shaved, like they're shaving it themselves, and so it's like they don't need a bush stylist. You know, they don't need, um, yeah, like well, I, the. I, I want to go back a, a southern hairstylist is what what it, what it was what his handle was in the industry, but. Uh, yeah, we need we need to keep that job going. He needs to outlaw shaving the pubes in porn. To, to keep the hard-working American men and women alive in the the uh, pubes trimming industry. I was trying porn. to ask my wife, but I remembered. Uh, I was going to ask her what that movie was with Marky Mark. You you pretty much, uh, before the pubic hair thing, going back one, you pretty much described, wasn't that the plot of Boogie Nights? Where Boogie Burt Nights? Reynolds wanted all porn on film, but then digital came along and they could edit faster and you know they. Oh, it wasn't even digital. It was VHS. VHS. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he didn't want VHS. He wanted it on VHS. Film. Yeah, he was like, "That's some fucking Star Trek shit." This VHS. That's right. I yeah. want the seventy millimeter reels. If if people ain't jacking off in theaters, it's not the American way. Yeah. Exactly. 
But that's the and that's the other thing about uh, God. We've circled back to Trump, even though we didn't want to. He uh, he said, "I'm going to save all the coal jobs," which isn't going to happen. But then his first budget cut any retraining for coal miners that lost their job. So it was like a big middle finger to everyone that voted for him. Yeah, it's, it's so you're going to lose your job anyway. And uh, I'm not going to offer government assistance to retrain you to do anything else. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> that's up. it's ridiculous. I mean, that's what they did. It's he's essentially keeping it on life support as as opposed to getting them um, jobs, which frankly are going to be better than that. Working in a fucking coal mine sounds like the worst goddamn job I can think of. The the, the fact that you wouldn't want the government to come and like try to hook you up with something better. I mean. Uh, other than sucking dicks underneath a bridge uh, going into Jersey. Like, that's the one job that I I would not take over a coal mining job. Yeah. Well, uh, I got one more thing, and then I want to ask you a question. This this is a this is literally 30 seconds. I forgot to talk about it. Um, astute listener Dan set up a Pandora radio station uh, based on my comedy. You get to go to Pandora and type, you know, I want to create a station, Nathan Timmel, and they find the CDs I have on Pandora. And since he was setting it up for the first time, he got a warning. It said, warning, this station will contain material and ideas and thoughts and language that you might not like. Is that okay? And he had to actively click, yes, I will listen to Nathan Timmel comedy and other like-minded comedians. <laughs> so Pandora has me on warning. I thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah, I, you get that with Pandora sometimes. I wonder how many people actually click no. Like, whoa, 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 I didn't know there was going to be ideas on this fucking thing. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be fart noises, you you Pandora <laughs> son of a bitch. Give me one that's just fart noises and uh, funny ringtone sound. Just just song parodies. The song parodies where they take the words to like an Elvis song and then they change it to be about their dick. And it, and it, and it crushes in some spots. Oh, that's always happy. Hey, uh, another thing that we, like I said to the listeners, um, we, we talk about what should we talk about, and then we try not to talk about Trump, and then we fucking talk about Trump. But one thing you tossed out a while ago is that you watched Slumdog Millionaire with your girlfriend. Uh, is that a story oh, yeah. you remember? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of a funny little one. So we, um, for, for the listeners, Slumdog let's, Millionaire, let's give, if you haven't uh, seen some, it, it's wait, a fucking wait, great I, movie. Sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you, but let's give a little backstory. If, if you are new to the program, uh, Jake has in the past... Tell tell talk about uh, your girlfriend from years ago. That what movie did she not know how it ended? Was it Titanic or Lincoln? Oh shit! No, no. What was it? Ah, now I don't remember. It was goddamn funny though. Yeah, she was retarded. Was it Schindler's List? Um, it was something. No, 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 no. It was it was a movie. You were dating a girl. And oh she... no! It was it was one. It was Nelson Mandela. It was Nelson Mandela. Oh, she didn't yeah. know he was in prison. Or yeah, yeah. Dead? It was. She's watching a movie. She's watching the movie. Um, I, I, I get to her apartment and she's in the movie, or she's in the middle of, of the movie. And I at first thought it was the the Mandela movie that had Morgan Freeman and Matt Damon, the the one about the uh, the rugby, rugby team. team, right? Yeah, and. It turned out it was the newer one. So at first I mentioned like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. This is really good. You, you don't have to start it over or nothing. Like, I'll just watch from the middle. But I, I wouldn't mind finishing the rest of it. It's a good movie. And then uh, it keeps going. And I realize he's younger and it's a different guy playing him, you know. And it, it's it's the guy from The Wire. I thought it was just a quick flashback or something. But I'm like, oh, no, the guy from The Wire's playing him um, throughout the whole movie. This is totally a different movie. Like, I forgot that they had come out with a newer one. And so I just mentioned, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I haven't seen this one. 
I thought it was the other one. I forgot they had this. I thought it was the one um, with the rugby team that takes place after he gets out of prison. And she says to me, not joking around, like, and genuinely pissed off. She's like, he gets out of prison? Why did you tell me that? You ruined the end of my movie. And it just blew me away because the thing is, she had rented on on DVD, man. You know those like red box things where yeah. you get she she specifically rented this movie, like not like a, oh I'm gonna click on it on Netflix uh, and I'm just gonna stream it. She she left and she went and she sought out this movie. She got an old school like a DVD copy of this movie to wa- watch. Had no idea. So I was like, if if you don't know anything about Nelson Mandela, why are you even bothering? Yeah, what, um, what watching did you pick on- this? Well, it maybe maybe the guy from The Wire who is, you know, goddamn sexy. So well, yeah, and she goes I would watch well, a movie for him. Well, she goes. I heard it won a lot of awards and stuff. <laughs> the end stuff. Okay, but that's not this girlfriend. Slumdog Millionaire, different. And please, like you were going to start, uh, give give some backstory. If you haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire, do. It is a goddamn good film. It is a goddamn good movie. And and, and for the record, now my my girlfriend now is not retarded. And this is not um, as like this isn't like dumb like that one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not knowing the movie Slumdog Millionaire. But I just a- wanted anyway. to hear that story again because it was just so I I couldn't remember what it was, but it would have been hilarious had it been like you know Titanic or Lincoln. He gets shot. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, it, it was basically um, it. It's almost as dumb as not knowing Lincoln dies at the end. I mean, it's it's up there, man. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so this is a Slumdog Millionaire, and um, you, you know, I, I hadn't watched it in a while. Still a great movie, and you we get maybe a half hour into it, and she's like, she said she'd heard of it, you know, but but had never seen it. And she was like, wow, this movie's like really deep and dark. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a really it's a really good movie. It's a really powerful story. And she was like, I didn't think this was about that at all. And I was like, well, what? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a strong personal journey story, you know. And she was like, yeah, I, I didn't know it was like this. And, and so I asked her, I was like, well, what what did you think the the movie was about? You know, because she totally heard of it, and you, you know, but just almost really didn't seem interested in ever seeing it. And she goes. Um, well, I thought it was about an Indian guy who is dating a white girl and just like the, the awkward, um, social differences and, you know, getting accepted by the family. And so I was like, you thought that up in her head. (laughs) I, well, no, I was like, you thought that Slumdog Millionaire was Indian. Look who's coming to dinner. (laughs) It's like, yeah, basically that's why I never bothered seeing it. I was like, didn't you think that it was weird that Indian, uh, look who's coming to dinner was winning Oscars like left and right. She was like, I did think that was strange. I did think that was strange. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) I actually, I didn't realize it when when I asked you if you had a slumdog millionaire story, I didn't remember what I'm about to tell you. It came up halfway through you telling your story. I have a slumdog millionaire story that I'm going to, I guess edit. I'm not going to give specifics because I don't want to. I, I never talk shit about any club because it'll always come back to hurt you. Um, I was performing at a comedy club. It was just a Friday Saturday club, and when I got there, I realized that they hadn't told me, you know, if I was staying in a comedy condo or a hotel or whatever. So I go to the club, and uh, you know, I go find the office. I'm like, hey, I'm your comedian. I'm here. Uh, where am I going? Am I going to a hotel? Whatever. And they're like, oh no no no, you're staying. Uh, at a, in an apartment. I'm like, oh, okay, thinking it's a comedy apartment. Usually the rent went out for comedians. Oh, no, yeah. no. I was staying 
in the spare bedroom of a 70-year-old woman who was still a waitress at the club, and it was like every stereotype about the elderly you could ever imagine with plastic on the, the furniture and that old person smell and knickknacks fucking everywhere and even like that peppermint candy you hated at your grandmother's. So so skip to the end. Did you get to hook up with the waitress or not, man? <laughs> where's, where's his story going? Well, the story's going is that I had heard of Slumdog Millionaire and it was only in limited release at the time, but I found a theater that was playing it and I think I saw three movies over Friday, Saturday because I just did not want to go back to that fucking apartment. I literally <laughs> spent nice. as well, much that's, time. That's a good time to be there then when <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire came out because it's a fucking great movie, man. Well, it was it, that was the other part is I, I left the theater completely uplifted and, and, and feeling good about life and happy and like, wow, what a great, wonderful, oh, I've got to go back to this fucking apartment with this old woman and sit in the spare bedroom because otherwise she's going to talk to me and it just, <laughs> just nothing I'd ever experienced in comedy before, actually staying in the spare bedroom of an elderly woman's apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. All right, Jake, do you got a caller of the week before we get out of here? Um, I don't really because I I wasn't screening as much. I was I was more operating the boards. We did have one crazy guy who, who didn't even go on who said that uh, um, the illegal immigrant situation in this country is similar to what happened in Russia, and that um. Now wait, in what sense? I don't know. I didn't screen the call. It was oh. sad. I kept telling her I was like, "Put this guy on. He's fucking nuts," you know. <laughs> and 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 she didn't, you, you know. And and she she specifically told the host like, "Hey, don't take this guy unless you're desperate. He's going to be all over the place." But he was saying that like, I I I don't know. Somebody in Obama's cabinet was like Stalin's granddaughter or some shit like that. And I'm I'm just like, well, all right. Um, it's 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 cool that. You're that much into the Russia connection between, uh, you, you know, Obama and the Russians. It's not like there's a president in office now who may have actively colluded with them right. or anything. Like, right. oh, what the fuck, man? Oh, well, well, maybe you will screen calls next week. All right, yeah. uh, kids, thanks for listening. And, uh, and, and tell your friends to listen. And, um, yeah, spread the word. Later. <laughs>